Good evening, distinguished Wizards fans. I'm Sully. I'm Raj. And we're the hosts of the Bullets to Wizards podcast, and today we got our trade deadline special episode. Yes, sir. With the NBA trade deadline coming up this Thursday, me and my co-host Sully have a couple of mock trades and other random things to say before the deadline. But first, let's hit the intro music and say hi to the Wizards cat. Also, hi to my real cat, Sally. Say hi. Okay. Yeah, so today I'm going to share a few mock trades that I've cooked up. Roger's going to f- share a few ones he cooked up in his kitchen. And then we'll look up at the mock trades that are flowing a rumor mail from uh, Will Dawkins and uh, Michael Winger's kitchen. So... Um, yeah, definitely, as this upcoming week, the Wizards are involved in a lot of trade rumors. The Wizards are definitely sellers. Tyus Jones, Kuzma, Shamit, even other smaller pieces like Gafford, DeLon Wright. Basically, if you're not below Kulabelli, you're expendable at this trade deadline. And while I think there's going to be more players that stay than people realize, there's still going to be a lot of movement. This team wants picks. A lot of this, this team, when you're a 9-win team, no one's safe, so... Yeah. For sure. Um, so who, who wants to go first today with our mock trade? Should I go first or should you go first? You can start off. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I, I cooked up some doozies. Um, we, sh- we, um, we, we pre, um, screened our trades to each other before the show. So, um, do you think I should show my, the first or second trade that I cooked up for, wh- which one should I show start with the second one? Okay. The second one's a bit more tame. I'm not going to lie. It's going <laughs> to be one that would kind of break my heart. Um... Just because it's a player I've grown to really like. He is a flawed player, but I like him. So here is my mock trade up on the screen. So this is the trade with the New York Knicks. It would send Daniel Gafford and Johnny Davis over to New York in exchange for Dante DiVincenzo, Quentin Grimes, Jericho Sims, and our first-round pick. So the main idea here is the first-round pick. I mean, with the tanking team. We just want picks, picks, picks. This is technically a pick from Dallas, so it would be in the probably late to early 20s. But it's still a first-round pick regardless. I know it's also a weaker draft class, but regardless, it's a first-round pick. Like I said, there's a lot of things here proving like why I'm not super high in this. I mean, I am fairly... I mean, I know in the long term, but five years on the line, Gafford is not going to be on this team. And sure, like I get it for the future. I wouldn't... I would understand it. I would miss Gafford, but I would certainly understand this trade. I could definitely see this new front office doing something like this with how much they value future first-round picks and all that. Because, I mean, like, look, Dante DiVincenzo, he can play some minutes. Like, he, he'll be fine. He could probably throw up 10 points we gave for us or something. Quentin Grimes is actually interesting. He fell out of love with Tom Thibodeau in New York after just cause Tom Thibodeau cares a lot about effort and just that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, Grimes fell out of love with Thibodeau. But Grimes is still young. Um... Former first-round pick, I believe, not too long ago, and definitely a lot more potential than Johnny Davis that we're sending out. And sending out Johnny is not to improve the trade value. It's just... I just did it because I feel like it's time to move on from Johnny. Just throw a bit of fresh seed. I doubt it'll help him that much, but just him living somewhere else might be for the best. And then Jericho Sims. It's uh, Jericho Sims. He's young, um, super athletic, still definitely raw, definitely will struggle with a lot more minutes, but he if Gafford goes, Bagley can start, Jericho Sims can be the backup. We're taking, it's going to be a 15-win season, whatever. So yeah, that's my first mock trade. Uh, what do you think, Raj? 
I mean, yeah, it's sad. I don't want to see Gafford leave, but I mean, like you said, it's for the better. You would be getting some picks for it, and since we are a nine-win rebuilding team, it is better for us in the future. I mean, Jericho Sims, he's young. That's an upside. Who else was in the trade? Quentin Grimes. It was Quentin Grimes. And Dante DiVincenzo. I know DiVincenzo from Golden State. He's a pretty cool guy. I don't know that much about Quentin Grimes, but I mean, I wouldn't be bad getting DiVincenzo, but it's just sad seeing Gafford leave. And Johnny Davis, I wouldn't mind him leaving as well, which I'm sure a lot of other people would agree with. Yeah. And so, like yeah. I, yeah, like I said, the main idea is the first round pick is more valuable than... Quentin Grimes exactly. is pretty cool, but the first round pick is the main value in this trade. So this is a very... If I were the, this is why I'm not a GM. I'll get a little emotional getting rid of some players I grow attached to. But when I'm putting my, myself in the brain of Will Dawkins, and uh, this is a trade he would do. So, if this, if you were to get a tweet on Thursday from Woj that this trade's going down, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, so um, I want you to just grade um, GM Sully on this trade. Give me a grade. Um, I'll throw up on the screen. Um, I made a little trade scale. Yeah, in the bottom, as you can see. So let me quickly explain it. So it, it ranges on a trade. So a good trade, good vibes would be a Kristaps Porzingis trade. That was, a, in my opinion, a really good trade for the Wizards, getting rid of an unhappy Denwitty and a really bad contract in Davis Bertans. Getting Kristaps Porzingis, who basically revitalized his career in DC, and I, that was a really good trade. One of the few bright spots of the Tommy Shepard era. And then next up is a Daniel Gafford trade kind of vibe. And that on the scale is still a very good trade. You're not getting an all-star, but you def- you're definitely getting really good value. And that was a- that trade was also easily a win for the Wizards. So th- that's a- basically Kristaps' trade would be really, really good. Daniel Gafford trade would be per- fairly good. And then next up is a Shabazz Napier trade, which is basically... Uh, <laughs> If you're watching the Wizards like four or five years ago, you're, we, Napier's just a random trade that we made, it, and we traded Jordan McRae for Napier. Two players that did not move the needle at all, so a Shabazz Napier trade is like, whatever, this honestly does nothing for the team. We're just moving people around, whatever. And then next up is an Ariza for Ubre trade vibe, and this is basically a horrible trade. It's dumb. It's, it's it's blasphemous, really, because that trade a few years ago, if you don't remember, um, we traded a very young Kelly Oubre for a very old, old Trevor Ariza, and at that point, Ariza was way past his prime. He stayed here for half a year. That team missed the playoffs anyway. It, it made no sense then. It makes no sense now, so that is just a purely, purely bad trade. So now that I explained the scale, Raj, uh, what would you give my, my um, gaffer to New York trade on the scale? It's funny because Gafford is on, Gafford is on the scale, but you know. yeah, yeah. For your Daniel Gafford to New York trade, I would give it the Daniel Gafford vibes. It's a pretty good trade, um, because I mean we are getting a first round pick. Is because I mean we haven't been getting many first round picks in the past, so getting one now would be very helpful for the future. I mean, I don't know why I'm not choosing a Kristaps Porzingis vibe trade. It's just I think I'm just too sad to see Daniel Gafford go. So, yeah, no, then, I'm giving you the Daniel Gafford vibe trade. Yeah, no, I totally get that, because also, like, it is a late first-round pick, too, and there is a chance that somehow Tom Thibodeau will unlock Gafford and make him, like, actually learn how to play defense. And then also the chance that Quentin Grimes and DiVincenzo do nothing. So, I mean, it's not a perfect trade in science, but, yeah, it's it's definitely, there's pretty good vibes that they're getting a first-round pick for a rebuilding team, so. Yeah, both yeah. teams are gaining something from this trade. Yeah, I appreciate your input. Um, okay, before we move on to the next trade, um, 
Can I spill some of your gaffer tea? My gaffer tea? Your gaffer tea, your personal tea. <laughs> oh yeah, go. <laughs> okay, um, exp explain, explain, um, explain your Discord connection to him. Okay, so I don't know if I've mentioned this in a past podcast episode, but Gaff, he plays a lot of Call of Duty, and I joined one of his streams sometimes, and he put a little Discord link in his Twitch bio, and I joined his Discord, it's called like the Gaff Gang or something like that, and for, you know, jokes and giggles, I friend requested him, not expecting a friend request back, but then, okay, two weeks later... I got a notification saying Daniel Gafford accepted my friend request on Discord. I'm like, oh, snap. And then I didn't realize this till yesterday, actually. And, you know, for an experiment, I pressed the call button for like a split second. And I'm not sure who on here like uses Discord, like whoever's listening. But there are like three, four options you can choose from for like your activity. There's like do not disturb. There's online, idle, invisible. Daniel Gafford, his account was on idle, which means do not disturb. So I called him, and after that one second call, it says he was online on his phone, which means I think my call went through and I popped up on Daniel Gafford's phone for one second. And I don't know, I told him, like, sorry after that. I'm not sure if he read the message, but I don't know. I found that kind of funny. <laughs> it, it was very funny. This is the fact that you you could make Gafford access his phone at midnight is pretty funny to me. Also, I don't know why his, he doesn't have Discord muted. Like, I'm not a celebrity, but I have my Discord on my phone, like, notifications off just because I find it gets annoying, so... Gafford's a fun dude. I, it, it's, it's interesting, because Gafford, yeah, he could, like, absolutely posterize me in real life, and he's, like, 6'10", 6'11", but at the same time, I feel like I would not be intimidated to have a conversation with that guy in real life. He's a funny guy, and I've had a mini conversation with him because, as I mentioned before, I joined one of his Twitch live streams of him playing Call of Duty. And when I remember, I, only, I think he had like 9 or 10 viewers, including me. And no one was really talking, so I just said something, and then we just kept talking back and forth. I'm like, who are your favorite wizards? I don't remember what he said, but then he's kept asking me questions, like, if I'm his favorite wizard and all of that. I don't know. He's a pretty genuine guy. Did you say did you say Gafford? Did you say Corey when he asked you who's your favorite wizard? I said Corey. Was he like? Was I don't remember his reaction, but I said he was my second favorite. Mm, yeah, he probably hears that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Gafford, super <laughs> lovable guy. Um, if he sticks around after this trade line, wouldn't mind, especially because we're struggling with big men. So even though he has his flaws, he's a serviceable big man, super athletic, nice guy. So. Yeah, but yeah, that was my first mock trade. Um, are you ready to, for me to show them my second mock trade? Let's see it. All right, this one's yeah. a this one's a bit more of a doozy. Uh, take a second to wrap your head around, but I think it's beneficial for all parties involved. And when I say all parties, I mean all parties because there are multiple parties involved in this trade. So I cooked up uh, a three-team mock trade between the Wizards, Mavericks, and Spurs. So in this trade, the Wizards would receive THJ, Tim Hardaway Jr., Devontae Graham, and Maxi Kleba, as well as a 25 first-round pick from Chicago and a 27 first-round pick from Dallas, top 10 protected. The Mavs would receive Kyle Kuzma, Chetty Osmond, and Sandrew... I'm not going to butcher his last name, but he's a young European center. So <laughs> Sandro, the Spurs bat, bat bench center. And then the Spurs in this trade would receive Tyus Jones... Once again, Johnny Davis at two second round picks. 
So, um, yeah. yeah. Initial reactions to that trade after I showed you? Like you said, it is a bit of a doozy. I didn't really... I mean, I understood the trade, but at the same time, I didn't understand it. I don't know, man. I mean, I... Okay, we're getting Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Maxi Kleba, and who else? Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. And we're sending away Kyle Kuzma, Johnny Davis, and... Tyus. Tyus. Oh, boy. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... It's a really confusing trade. Let me justify from Dallas and San Antonio's perspective. Dallas wants some kind of third option to pair next to Luka and Kyrie that's consistent. They, Dallas has weapons besides Luka and Kyrie, but they're just not consistent at all. Like, THJ, I like him, but he's not consistent at all. So, Kuzma would fill that void. Kuzma also would give them size. Kuzma could play the power forward. He's 6'10". He's, he's an underrated rebounder. And a really small pitch. I would not do this often, but Kuzma can play a small ball center. I don't like it, but he's he is capable of doing it. So, Kuzma is a beneficial player for the Mavericks. So and giving up Tim Hardaway Jr. is definitely offset by gaining Kyle Kuzma for them. And then Kleba has just been really hurt recently, so they're, I'm sure they're happy to get off his buddy. Then for the Spurs, they really need a point guard. I mentioned this on after the Spurs recap a few episodes ago, but the Spurs just—I think the biggest issue this season, why they struggle, is Webby's awesome. It's just they don't have any good point guards. Like when Jeremy Sohan is running the point, or Tyus's brother Trey Jones, like it's just Webby's not getting the ball enough, or he's not getting it the right time. He's getting the ball enough, but he's not getting it the right time, and just. Because Webby's not a ball handler. He does everything else super well. So he needs a good point guard around him to help unlock him. And I think Tyus is the definition of a steady point guard. So I really think Tyus could help unlock him. And I don't know, he could have fun with his brother, I guess. And like I said, once again, them getting Johnny. I'm just throwing Johnny to every trade just, just, just to get him out of no here. No one wants to keep Johnny. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And uh, I don't... Uh, some may say getting only two first-round picks in this deal for the Wizards might be disappointing. But, I mean... If we can, I'm willing to wait and not trade Kuzma this year, just because if the offers are too low. Like I think I would rather get two first round picks for Kuzma, but if that's not possible, one first round pick and this trade would get the the Spurs would send us the their Chicago first round pick, and Chicago could be selling, they could be trading Levine and Vucevic really soon. DeRozan's an expiring deal, so that Chicago pick could be actually a pretty good first round pick. And then also the 27 top 10 protected pick from the Mavs, whatever, it's another pick. But in general, getting a first round technically for Tyus and then definitely one for Kuz in this trade, I think it's fair value. And then also Tim Hardaway and Devontae can at least be serviceable players to put up points just so we're not a laughing stock. But um, yeah, anything else you want to add to my trade before you put in a grade? Um, like I said before, it's a really confusing trade, at least for me. Um, I mean, from Tim Hardaway Jr., we're just getting, like, what, shooting? He doesn't really play defense that much. No. Um, Kleba, mm, no one really. I like Kleba, <laughs> like, three years ago. He super good shot blocker, defender. He was really important in those, some of those Mavs teams that, like, went to the conference finals a few years ago. But now he's just hurt all the time, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, we're losing, what, like, Kuz, Tyus. Kind of hurts, but... For the rebuild, I guess. Yeah, for, a lot of it's um, just for the rebuild, and if yeah, you, if you really, I know. it if, hurts. If you really, really don't believe in Kuzma as a number one option, this trade makes sense, and also Tyus is just an expiring deal, and that's why 
Like, as much as I like Tyus, and honestly, if we somehow weirdly decide to resign him, I mean, sure, that'd be fine. But at the same time, also, Tyus is super steady, but he does not move the needle, and I'm honestly pro-trading Tyus just, just at this point. But yeah, so I'm on... Yeah, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so let me let me pull up the scale again. So, um... What are you gonna give? What are you gonna give this trade on the Sully trade scale? This one might you might need to think about it for an extra. <laughs> I will give this trade a Daniel Gafford vibes trade again because I don't feel like it's a bad trade. But I don't feel like it's amazing, you know, like amazing on Kristaps Porzingis vibes, but it's not Shabazz Napier vibes, you know. Yeah, like, like it's not it's not a bad trade, but emotionally it hurts. Daniel Gafford vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. I get. You? I get that because, like, even though I made this trade and I see positives at the same time, like, also, we're not fleecing anybody. Like the Kristaps trade, we kind of fleece Dallas. This trade, hey, once again, a trade with Dallas. I don't really feel like we're necessarily fleecing. This feels like fair value on all sides, in my personal opinion. So I definitely get why it's not there. But for all parties involved, they get something they want. So yeah, I think I appreciate you giving me Gafford vibes on both those trades. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we are rebuilding, and we just got to sit through this till we somehow reach some point where we're a contender. Just like how OKC fans sat through their little thing, Knicks fans sat through their rebuild. Now it's our turn, I guess. Uh, it's, it is our turn, but also I've been waiting a long time for just any it's gonna good be team. A long couple of years. I've been waiting. It's gonna be more waiting, but that's why I said the trade deadline's fun for teams like us because. A lot of change, I mean, and the team shakeup is a little bit interesting, at least for a little bit. It provides us with some entertainment. So, yeah, those were my trades. Um, feel free, also, let me just plug in some engagement, get, get our podcast analytics up. Feel free to comment uh, down below on YouTube uh, what, do you, on, what do you think on the Sully Trade Scale, rate my trades. So, um, yeah, feel free to be as harsh as or as positive as possible. Um, any input is appreciated. But, um, yeah, let's get on to um, your trades, Raj. Um, hit me with it, what you got. Okay. My trades, they aren't as intense as Sully's because he knows what he's doing. I mean, I kind of know what I'm doing, but at the same time, it's also a bit confusing no, for me. I, I like that. Mine, mine but, were, like, more extreme trades. Yours are, like, realistic, like, simple mine trades. Mine are, like, yeah. simple, just get rid of this guy and we get another guy. Okay. Yeah. My first trade. Trade DeLon Wright to Charlotte for Nick Richards and a second-round pick. Um, I was just researching and I found Nick Richards is that he's a, he's a really good rebounder and can step in and handle more physical bigs, especially if Gafford is struggling in that game. And he's also only 25 years old and in my opinion would be a f- perfect second big to grow with Gafford as well as Bagley now. So that's all I got. Uh, I mean that's a pr- that's a good summary. I mean if this is like you know like a class presentation, they're like you know don't don't drag on. Don't th- that was a perfect way to describe it. You yeah you sold me with that with what you said like. Like, Nick Richards, good young center. Obviously, he's not going to shock the world, but really solid young center. Um, Every time he plays, though, he's a Wizards killer. He gets at least 10 rebounds every time he plays us. Earlier this season... Yeah, that's how I found him. Earlier this season, he had, like, didn't he have, like, a 15, maybe 20 rebound game against us or something like that? Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so Nick Richards, in a weird way, he's, like... A taller version of Yuji Amarui, and this is a really weird comparison, but it's like the way he hustles is in the right spot for rebounds. So yeah, I like Nick Richards a lot, and as much as I used to like DeLon, 
I love what DeLon was last year. This year, after coming back from injury, he just hasn't been the same. He's slowly getting less and less minutes from Brian Keefe, so... I'm on the mild trade scale. I'm actually gonna pat yourself on the back. I'm gonna give this a Kristaps level vibes. Let's go. Like once you get a second round pick in this trade, and then also Nick Richards super like much younger than Delon, and I guess Charlotte would be doing this just to get like some steady backup point guard presence or something, or just defense, or if they just don't like Nick Richards. But yeah, like if this trade were to go down, if Charlotte decides they want some kind of veteran presence like that on the bench, like. It definitely, I don't, it's either Charlotte would, would do this quickly or Charlotte would not do this at all. But if Charlotte were to do this, 100%, this is a, this is a Kristaps Porzingis trade level vibe. So, yeah, hats off to you. I, I like this trade a lot. And if you asked me to do this, like, last season, I would be like, no, no way I'm trading to Lon Wright. But now, he's been kind of mid. So, yeah, goodbye to Lon. I think to Lon. Richards. I think the launch is kind of old. I think I think that's kind of what what it's become. And yeah, twenty five. I'm selfish. Yeah. So, so I'll take I'll take a nice twenty five year old center. And honestly, as we as weak as our center position has been, a little three headed like spinning rotation of Gafford, Bagley, Nick Richards. That's kind of that would still get cooked by like Jokic, but like it's I still like what the the, the athleticism that like that little three headed monster can provide. So. Yeah, good. Like I said before, good trade, good trade. So yeah, um, what's your next one? My other one is even simpler. It's literally just trade Landry Shamit to the Knicks for Evan Fournier. And well, and and that's it. no. That's you it. you mentioned picks, maybe question mark. No, no, that's no. My trade. Maybe some second round picks. No. Sure, I'll add. I'll add a second round pick to that. Two, two second round. Two. Yeah, I mean, uh, what is it? Let me see. What is Evan Fournier's contract right now? Because um, I know he's on a bad contract, and is even though he's kind of one of Tib like Thibodeau's favorited guys, he's still kind of his value has fallen off. Um, he's making eighteen mil a year, so and Shamit's making th- Shamit's making thirteen. So, but I argue at least in this. I think Shamit provides a much better, like, well-rounded game than Fournier at this point. And so the Knicks would say five million bucks get, I think, I mean, Shamit and Fournier are pretty, very, 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 like, lateral. They're very comparable players, but I like Shamit, like, 10% more than I like Fournier. Uh, I think Shamit provides more athleticism, and yeah, so... I, I see. I, I see why the Knicks would want to do it. And if we if we if we're getting any kind of draft comp, I wouldn't do this straight up. Fournier for Shamit, no. But if we get any kind of like draft conversation, second round picks, then yeah, like Shamit, you know, he doesn't have a, another player. Just doesn't have a long term future here. He was brought in to be traded. So yeah, and then Evan Fournier can I don't know chill out here or honestly we we, we maybe would buy out his contract or something like that. But yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Just buy him out, not keep him here. Yeah. But um, but I'm gonna be, for Sully's trade scale, I'm uh, gonna give this a Shabazz Napier. Okay, I, I, I thank you for saying it first because I really wanted to say it, but I felt really bad being mean. But this trade is oh no, 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 it's it's a really whatever trade. I didn't. <laughs> this is a very whatever. Anything else? At least like like Fournier and um and Shamit are so equal, and second round picks are. Okay, they're just second round picks. End of day, yeah, this is definitely a Shabazz Napier trade kind of vibe. Like 
at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember this trade in five years. It's a very whatever trade. Like, I had to really, yeah, sc- yeah like, the Shabazz Napier trade, I had to really scratch my house. Like, what Wizards trades these last few years have I not cared about at all? And I was like, oh, yeah, Shabazz Napier. So, yeah. But overall, I still commend you for those pretty realistic. I would say yours feel more realistic than mine, just because mine would take a lot of guts and cooperation from both teams and both the trades. Mine are possible, too, like, based on a lot of the trade rumors right now. And they make sense for, like, team fit, but... You just make extra, extra, like, sandwiches of realism and, like, just small little moves here and there. Just just shimmy up the roster. So, yeah, so, um, good job. Good job. Good job, me. Good job, you. But, uh, yeah. And also, once again, feel free in the comments below to, uh, grade Rogers trades. Um, his Twitter handle's up there. You can tweet at him. You can, uh, you can dox him if you want for these Go ahead. Trades. Be as honest as possible, please. Well, don't don't dox him, but... <laughs> Yeah, feel free to be as honest as you want about his <laughs> trade. We'll be happy to reply to you if you tweet at us. So, um, anything else you want to say about my or your trades? Um, nothing else about my trades. Do you think I should be a GM? You? Mm. <laughs> if you can somehow cook up that second trade, you respect a GM position, or even you deserve a GM position. Yeah, hire me once. Yeah. Once, once Will Dawkins gets fired in seven years, like hire me. I'll be old enough by the... <laughs> actually, no, I'll still be young, but... I'll be... I don't know. If I, was a, if I was a sports management major, I guess that's what sports management majors... Is that, like, the ultimate goal of a sports manager? Well, no. I guess a lot of them become, like, athletic trainers and stuff, but... In part, I guess you could become a GM if you're a sports management major, so... Yeah, anyways. Well, I'm going to be on the scene in the next 10 years, as you guess you can see by my amazing trades. But if I become a GM, I'll, I'll, I'll hire you to be my assistant GM, so... Let's go. In the future, I want you guys to expect the Washington Wizards are hiring Sully and Raj. Sully as the GM and Raj as the assistant GM. Keep it in the back of your heads. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so now that we've gone over we've gone over our trade rumors. Um Let's go over just the general trade rumors that have been floating around the internet in general. So um uh, who should we start? Who, who, who's most pressing? Let's start, let's start with Tyus. Um, Tyus. Talk, yeah, talk talk about the plethora of teams that are interested in Tyus right now. Okay, so the main team that has been going around recently were the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they made an offer for Tyus Jones that the Wizards rejected. Um, it was four second-round picks. So, I don't know. I mean... That's a lot of second-round picks, so, but... yeah. They're really holding on to that one first-round pick for Ties, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at that. I mean, but. it's a lot of second-round picks, but it's draft capital. It's something, but also, I'm kind of tired of getting second-round picks. Like this Wizards team owns like 50 bajillion second-round picks at, at this point, especially after the like the Kristaps trade, um, the Phoenix trade, the Ruby trade last year. All we kept getting on those trades were a bunch of second round picks. Ain't nobody giving us first round picks for some reason. So yeah, we need some first round picks now. Yeah, and like at that point, I don't. I mean, it's a lot of second round picks, but I would honestly in that scenario. I could be more open to keeping, Ty, resigning, trying to resign Tyus, even though it, it doesn't really make sense for rebuilding team. But I'd be at least somewhat open to that possibility if that's all we're getting. But yeah, I totally get why the, the Wizards front office declined that trade. And random fact, I mean, some people may not know, is that Tyus is actually a Minnesota native. He played at Apple Valley High School before leading Duke 
to a national championship as a true freshman in 2015. So, I mean, I found that kind of cool. Yeah, he's like he's a hometown kid, and he did he did play in Minnesota to start his career too. So it'd be it'd be very much a homecoming. I'm sure he loves being in the chilly Minnesota weather. But yeah, the Cavaliers drafted him 24th overall, and then traded his draft rights to the Timberwolves, where he played until 2019. Yeah, uh, but then also even besides the Timberwolves, there's a lot of other teams that have been rumored. I've seen the Lakers, Magic, Nets, Spurs, um, even the Sixers. Um, it used to be the Heat were in on it, but after getting Rogier, I don't see them in the sweepstakes anymore. But still, a lot of teams in the trade rumors. I mean, is there any other teams that stick out for a Tyus trade? Because I don't know. I was like, I, I really don't feel like making another trade with LA, and I don't know what LA would give us. Like, I don't care to get Gabe Vincent and second round picks. Like, or I don't care about Max Christie, really. So, I, mean, uh, I don't know. Some little part of me feels like I can see Tyus going to the Suns. Interesting. Super random. I mean, I know that Tyus's price tag could be a little pricey for them because they already have like big contract players. Yeah. So, I mean, making the salaries match. I mean, also yeah, like there's not many players on that team that make a lot of money outside their big three. So, and Nurkic, like everyone else on that team is very close to minimum contracts. So, if they could make the salaries work, sure. But then also they're they're not gonna get Phoenix has no picks left. Also, that's the only other thing. But. Phoenix is definitely a team that could use like a, a, another ball handler like for the second unit, such as Tyus. So I definitely see that as well. Um, I was really hopeful. Recently, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. Oh, okay. I mean, I was about to say I found out recently that the Suns are looking for like one guard that can rotate through both the units, and I don't know, Tyus could be that guy. That's exactly what Tyus Jones is best at. So yeah. exactly. Uh, I was just about to say also um, a month ago was I was or I was really hopeful for like a Tyus to Orlando trade and then we could get e- either Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony that would have been really interesting to me but the Magic have resigned Cole Anthony at this point I don't think they're gonna give up Suggs so I think that rumor is gone but it was something I was really excited about a month ago that rumor is gone I don't know why Brooklyn is rumored for Tyus I don't see the need there they're like struggling to be in the play-in and i don't know why they give up assets i know they're trying to get i know they want to get rid of dinwiddie but we're not taking dinwiddie for tyus so i don't, don't want dinwiddie back in washington no nah, not not, not we don't really curse on this podcast but i don't want i don't want din shitty island back here so <sighs> yeah um but yeah those are the tyus rumors um praying for Preparing for any kind of first round pick is the main goal of Tyus. It's not. It's not really many for Tyus. Um, the Magic said that um, they're linked early in the season while looking for a true game manager and ball facilitator. So, kind of the same thing with the Houston Rockets as well. Yeah, Rockets. I I, I was looking at the Rockets roster. I'm not sure also what they would give us, but definitely like. They also just need someone besides Van Vliet to be a ball handler because, like, Jalen Green and all that. Like, their other guards just not cutting it. And they're not giving us Jalen Green for Tyus, but, some, I don't know, some, they have some interesting young prospect that would be willing to give us that. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, Tyus is honestly probably the hardest trade ever to He probably is the most likely to be traded, but it could be it. He's just such... He could fit in almost any team in the league. Like, anyone could use an elite backup point guard, so... Yeah, tie, those are the Tyus rumors. Um, who should we cover next? Um, little side note with Anthony Gill. Uh, I, I just said Why are we wave co- Anthony Gill. <laughs> I don't know, just some random. <laughs> yeah. 
We're talking about Tyus. What you talking about? I love AG. I love AG. I love him as like a vet presence, and like I want to keep him around the team because he brings like team spirit. Like I saw recently that he had a cooking show with Corey Kispert, and he hosts a lot of team dinners and photo shoots. But like, come on, what does he do? Okay, I'll only wave him if a trade needs him to be waived. But I don't wave him for no. Re- I, w- I don't wave him to sign like random young guard from the G League or whatever. Like, I, I think Gil of the fifteenth round. He's Gil is our Udonis Haslam, all right? And I think that that, that means something. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't know it was just like some random thing I just thought about. Do you think if Gil got cut, he'd become assistant coach for the Wizards? I want him to be. He could stay with us. I could see. It. I feel like Gil is very much going to go down the coaching. I know West talk. Yeah, West is pray back when West Unsell was the coach of this team. He praised Gil and said that Gil definitely like has the material to be like some kind of coach of the future. So uh, his little his little UVA brain and then also his good vibes. Yeah, I can see him being a coach at some form. But all right. Besides anything, Gil, what other r- deadline uh, rumors are you hearing or predicting? I have Landry Shamit. Um, I said, I mean, he's like a very intriguing piece that we have, and his contract would definitely be appealing. Um, he has $10 million of this year, and zero guaranteed money next year. Um, so if the trade doesn't work out, they can waive him without taking any money off the books. But my destinations for him are the Wizards and Pistons could come together for another trade. Because, I mean, they seek more vets, and Shamit is a vet. And they're also looking to, um, oh, I just said that. They seek more vets. Um, Shamit and Monty Williams also have a connection um, because I remember Monty in like some press conference saying he really likes what Shamit brings to the table. And, yeah, I don't know. That's like some other little thing I got. Bro, we've, we've made two trades of the Pistons in the last year, the Monte trade and then the Bagley trade. Are we really going to make a third trade of the Pistons? Sure. Just give it all to the Pistons. I really wanted to I make a return would be, but yeah, that's something, yeah. Sh- something with Shamit. Like I, w- I was trying really hard to make a Shamit mock trade, but he makes like thirteen million a year, and there's a lot of te- like playoff teams that could want his like three point shooting abilities and whatnot. But like, it's hard to find like someone worth thirteen million that someone would want to like send back to us. Like he's been looking for like bad contracts and stuff, and. It's kind of hard to figure out who Shamit would get traded for. I'm sure that Winger could figure it out, but Shamit has trade value. Like he's proven. I think his trade value is higher now than it was last year in Phoenix. Because in Phoenix, he had a lot of like dumb three point shooting. His reputation went a bit down last year, but this year on a bad Wizards team, I feel like his rep has gone back up. He has trade value. I think we could get a second round pick and a bad contract in exchange for Shamit. I don't know who specifically, but. I like to think, I, it's hard to say who, but I definitely think that Shamit can and will be moved. Um, yeah, offer something, I don't know. Like, what, what's the reason to keep him? Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's talk coups. Let's get, the, let's get the cat out of the bag, the, 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 big, the big trade bait right now. Like, say, talk about the coups trade rumors. What, what you got? Um, I know uh, Dallas and Sacramento are the big T's mentioned that what coups. Yeah. And I so did a- the Wizards have made it very obvious that they're seeking two first-round picks for him and are very, very keen on that. And But I also feel like there isn't a possibility that he could be moved this season because, I mean, no one's really offering us 
two first round picks for Kyle Kuzma and just people find that outrageous, which I can see, sure, but we need those picks. And like you were just about to say, the Kings are seeking to compete and look for upgrades for their front court. And they could dump like Harrison Barnes and a guy like Kevin Herter at the cost of some draft capital. And you also said that the Mavs, they're also looking for an upgrade in like just the general si- feel of their team. Just like a third a third score a third score and then some yeah. size. That's what that's what they need to make a conference finals run. Yeah, and some little secret other team is that the Jazz, I can see that they're a bit frustrated with the John Collins experiment that they had and Kuzma could like help them move on from him. And maybe give us some first round picks for him. I was, yeah. I don't know That's if you. I, I don't know if you heard this, but one of the solo episodes I did when we were you were away, I said I kind of like John Collins, even though he's been really like bet not great this year for the Jazz. I like what he can be. So, if if somehow a coup for Collins trade were to happen, you know what? Sure, why not? And Collins could definitely help her. Well, Kuzma can be a good rebounder, but Collins is definitely a more consistent rebounder. So, just for the sake of shaking things up, why not? And. I know the Jazz are also not really looking to trade picks because they're also like looking for youth movement. But if they were to give us a pick, awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like Dallas is the most likely team at this point. That's why I made a box trade with them. The Kings, Harrison Barnes has actually played well the last few weeks, and I've been hearing rumors they might actually want to keep him for the because he, one, he's a really good veteran presence. Like he's a really good guy in uh, that locker room, and then he's also just I think honestly a little bit of a better defender than Kuzma so and then there's also Kevin Herter um but I feel like also Kevin Herter's shooting is really important to that that all like that awesome Sacramento Kings offense they got going on so they could do it but at the same time I could also see the big like they they might not want to stir the pot they might just be happy with what they have so I, I think the Kings rumor has died down a little bit Dallas is the most likely it's just a matter of do the Wizards care enough to get like a first round pick and like a bunch of dead old contracts like THJ and all that. So, exactly. but yeah, definitely. I think Kuzma is worth two sec- two first round picks. It's just a lot of teams either don't have like Dallas does not have many first round picks left because they've been trading them everywhere for like Kyrie and they still they still owe picks for Kristaps even though Kristaps has been long gone. But they still owe picks to like New York for Kristaps. So. They just don't have enough draft capital, so... Yeah, Kuzma's under contract for four years, so if the Wizards were to wait another year to trade him, I think that's perfectly fine, so... Yeah, I'm fine with keeping Kuzma for one more, one more season, and then he's gone. Yeah. Kuzma, he's Especially like, if he ups his trade value even Love more. Kuz, but he has, he has trade value, and he's not a number one, so... He's not, he's not a number one option. So he's someone that I'm okay moving. As much as I love what he's done and embrace mostly embracing the DC community the last few years. Moving on is a very logistical move for the Wizards. Um, a few smaller names, like, like I said, anyone's expendable. Like, could you see a, a shock, like, Ga- Gafford trade or Denny or Corey, like any of the younger guys who were upside? Do you, could you see them getting moved? I... Uh, they could get moved, but what? Who would... Like, I don't know. What would we get... Like, I mean, it's also super random as well. I mean, I like, know, I I've know. heard a lot of teams are interested in Denny just because Denny, he's he's fairly big, like, qu- quick enough on his feet. He could he could guard multiple positions. Streaky shooter, but he's improved on this year. Like, Denny has trade value if he wanted to explore that revenue. Yeah, I know a I lot. I don't think we'll give up Denny though. 
Yeah, not Daddy's also under contract for four more years, so I don't. I just don't see why we should give him up with that much. He's also on a really cheap deal, so I honestly say Daddy's been improving every year. So honestly, I'm fine keeping Daddy. Corey is portrayed though. What do you think? Corey is portrayed. No comment. I haven't been seeing many rumors about it, so. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen this year. Next year, Corey's gonna be on an expiring deal. I think it might heat up a little bit more, depending on if Corey unlocks like another element to his game. Which too, this is season he has unlocked his cutting element a little bit more, but he definitely is still a bit too streaky for my liking. Sometimes I love Corey, love Corey like you do, but I'm just saying I could see it being expendable in a year or two. Even though I love the guy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks smack about Corey in front of me. Yeah. <sighs> but ter- I don't know. If it comes to it, I'll have to say goodbye to him. Yeah. And then in terms of Gafford, um, a lot of teams are interested in him because he would be an awesome backup big on a playoff team. But at the same time, also, it would have to be good asking a price because the Wizards don't have many centers. And I mean, like a team like the Knicks would be interested in Gafford, but it would really take a convincing first round pick to make it happen. So, um. Exactly. I feel like we covered the main trade candidates. I mean, I don't think there's going to be as many people lining up for DeLon this year or um, pa- Patrick Not Baldwin. some things about DeLon, but no, they don't. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Baldwin, Johnny Davis. Uh, yeah, all these, all, these, all these other guys, I think, just for lack of interest, they're pretty safe on this roster. And they might get put in a, a salary matching, but that's about it. But, um, yeah, this is gonna... Something's gonna go down this week. Something crazy is gonna happen with this team. I don't... It could... I, it's gonna be Tyus. It could be even Kuz, but... By the end of this week, by Thursday at 3pm, I'm gonna be f- finishing class, and I'm gonna be checking my phone. Actually, no, I'm gonna be in class. I'm usually a good student. I take notes. I promise. I'm, I'm a very studious person. But, like, I might be... Re- I'm gonna be refreshing Twitter just to, like, check out, like, did the Wizards make a move? And... <sighs> I'm excited and scared at the same time. Like this is this is a big trade deadline for our future. So yeah, yeah it's any- getting it's getting really really close to Thursday, and nothing has happened yet. So it's kind of nerve wracking and exciting at the same time. Yeah. Also excited to That's see like to see. also excited to see what the other teams do. Like honestly, it's been a fairly active trade season even early on. Like the Siakam trade, kind of crazy. The OG for RJ yeah. Barrett, tra- OG for RJ Barrett. Kind of crazy, especially considering like they declined OG for like Kevin Durant a few years ago, and now he got traded for RJ Barrett. So how the mighty have fallen. Love OG and, and then like the Kyle Lowry and Terry Rozier Rozier trade. Yeah, it's kind of like low key, but also a pretty good trade for the Heat. Yeah, and now this deadline like I heard DeRozan could get moved. Um, there's just a lot. There's a lot of just random pieces. I don't think we're not going to have a Kevin Durant level trade this year, like we had the last deadline. But <laughs> there's definitely a lot of like borderline all stars that definitely could be moving around this trade deadline. And let's just hope us, us, us basement teams can benefit by some draft picks. Or I think another thing the Wizards can do, they could Wizards could be sneaky, but in a, in a star trade, Wizards could sneak up, be the third team, take on some de- bad contracts as a third team in a trade, and gain a pick from that. So. Watch out for a star trade with the Wizards as the third team. Watch out. So, um, yeah. Anything you want to add for our trade deadline special episode? That's all I got for this episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a basketball sicko, Wizards sicko. Just 
person that loves basketball, like, yeah, I love watching the game. Like 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 Adele's song, Rumor has it. Like I, I I love me some good trade rumors. This is this is this is this is basketball gossip is um, one of my favorite forms of gossip. Everyone loves gossip, and it's a lot of basketball fans don't realize it, but they are they are gossip fiends. Um, we're not the normal gossip podcast, but we we're here for we're here for Wizards gossip. So oh, I love trade season. So yeah. Um, and like I said before, we'll. We'll definitely be back if there's any crazy Kuzma trade. We'll definitely make an emergency episode. We'll do our very best to get it on that day or the day after for that trade. And, yeah, definitely we'll have a weekly recap at the end of the week for this week's games. And then also um, we'll also have a post-trade deadline recap episode. So, yeah, thank you for again for supporting the podcast. Um, thank you for being a Wizards fan or... You know, we should honestly thank you for that. It takes a lot of patience to be with Wizards fans. We thank you for sticking with us. And um, yeah, anything sentimental you want to say, Raj? Um, for the listeners that we have already, I just want to thank you for sticking around with us. We're a fairly new podcast, looking to grow a bit bigger, and it's just something we're trying new, trying out like that's new. So, for the ones that are listening at the moment, we appreciate you a lot. All right, all right, Raj, get, get get your hands ready, get get a proper proper form. All right. Keep shooting those DC DC threes. threes. Peace, guys. Love you. Love y'all.